Welcome to the Moose Room, everybody. The OG3 is here. We have exciting news. Exciting news. We had someone actually call us and leave a message. It's our our good friend, Kevin Dietzel, has a question for us. Before we get started in that, we have an update. We need to get an update from Bradley. How are the jerseys at your house, Bradley? What's going on? Oh, they're doing quite well. Uh, They're eating me out of house and home like usual, but... Yeah, just like your kids do anyways. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, little kids. Oh yeah, I did. I, so I, I bred one of my heifers uh, last week and uh, hopefully she settled not as experienced as what I used to be. So it takes me, uh, it was a little difficult, little Jersey cervix, the size of a pencil. I don't know. I hope I got it, but <laughs> we'll find out in three weeks or a couple of weeks uh, if it actually worked or not. And I may have to go back to AI school to uh, learn how to redo that again. But otherwise, everybody's going good. And, uh, you know, my kids are now asking for brown Swiss and Guernseys and everything else. So if anybody knows of any good Guernseys or Swiss, uh, just let me know. And Brad's expanding the herd. <laughs> exactly. This is a slippery slope. But uh, we're glad you're on it, Brad. We're glad you're on it. I think we've all been to those farms where, you know, the farmer points to the random pen of whatever and just go, this is a 4-H project that got out of control. Most farms have that. So, yeah, it's getting out of control. It's definitely getting out of control. Keeps me young. Good. Good deal. All right. Well, let's get into this question that we got in our voicemail. Uh, reminder to everyone, if you want to ask us a question, you can call us at 612-624-3610. All right, let's take a listen. Hello, this is Kevin Dietzel from Hamilton County, Iowa. So this question is for Emily. Uh, We have two older tractors. The main tractor is mostly used for loader work. It is an international 656 wide front with no rollover protection and no cab. What are some ideas for incorporating kids into chores since most of the time I'm on the tractor driving out to the pasture, bringing a bailout in the winter, that is. And second part of the question, when, they, when my kids get old enough that, they, that I want to teach them how to drive a tractor, what is a good way to teach them on an older tractor like that? Uh, when I was a kid, I, you know, spent hours and hours sitting on the fender, but I know we, we don't allow our kids to do that. I guess I could stand on the side while they drive. They're too big to sit on my lap anymore. So that's my question. Thanks. Bye. Ooh, how exciting. A question for me. Well, thanks so much for that, Kevin. Really appreciate that. Uh, always appreciate your ongoing support of the show. And to all of our listeners out there, Kevin also has a podcast of his own. Uh, I believe it's the Lost Lake Farmer podcast. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, So a very multifaceted question, lots of things here. But really what it gets down to is, is of course, just youth farm safety. and, And I think it's great. And a lot of farmers, you know, have a very vested interest in, in making sure that the, the young ones on their farm uh, can can help them, but also be safe while they're doing it. And, you know, Kevin brings up a point that I think is 
really the reality on a lot of farms. And that is older equipment, specifically older tractors. And, you know, I get that. I'm, I'm from a farm like that too. Um, happy to hear that the one tractor is a wide front though. That is definitely good. Um, narrow front tractors are just such a rollover hazard. And yes, I'm glad, Kevin, that you don't let your kids ride on the fenders or that you don't ride on the fenders uh, or anything like that, because that's very dangerous, as we know. You know, a couple of things to think about. And, and first and foremost for me is always, you know, you have to think about the kid and, and the age appropriateness of what you want them to do. But also, you know, as we know, age is just a number, right, Bradley? Beyond age, we need to think about other things like what is the child's physical capabilities? You know, um, if if your kid can't reach the pedals, they they can't be driving a tractor. It doesn't matter how old they are. Um, you know, so so we think about that their their physical development. We think about cognitive development, um, because especially when you have a kid operating any sort of, of equipment or anything with power, you know, there's responsibility with that and they need to be able to make decisions quickly and make the right decisions. And so there's, there's a lot of things tangled up in that. Right. And as far as, you know, teaching kids and, and especially with tractors, um, yes, if, if you don't have access to a tractor with a buddy seat, do not ride on the fender. You can walk alongside that. That is something that I have done even when training adults how to drive tractors. And, and it's just a thing where, of course, you have to be careful and, and very aware and attentive to the situation. And of course, if you're teaching your kid to drive a tractor, you, you will be attentive already. Um, but yeah, walking alongside and just kind of doing some coaching uh, as they're going is really helpful. And always, always, you know, just start with the tractor off. Like, again, get, let your kid get up in the tractor um, make sure they can reach the pedals, make sure they can reach everything. And I would say before you even turn the tractor on, make sure that whoever it is, whether it's a kid or adult, first time tractor driver, before you turn it on, make sure that, you know, they know which one's the clutch, which pedal is the brake. How do I shift gears? All of those different things, you know, what all the handles and knobs do and make sure that, you know, that person really has a grasp on that and can tell you everything without you helping them. Um, you know, cause that's a big part of it too, is just knowing what does what. Um, I know when I was first learning to drive tractors, that was something I <clears throat> struggled with a little bit. I would have benefited from a little more coaching with the tractor off. Um, I think that that's a really important piece is when you're starting to teach anybody about tractors, that tractor should not be running you know, as step one, it shouldn't go through all the steps first. There's a lot of things that I think we can, we, we try to teach our kids and want to involve them in that, that are dangerous. It doesn't matter if you're on a farm or not. It's just that there's a lot more of those things on the farm. Growing up, I always thought about hunter safety. Hunting was a big thing for my family and, and my dad and I, and you know, he taught me how to, how to shoot and do all those things. You know, I mean, when you think about that process of how all that happens, I mean, you don't just jump right in to shooting a big high powered rifle right out of the bat when you're 12 years old, it's just not safe. You're not physically strong enough a lot of the time or big enough to do that. I mean, there's a reason you start with a BB gun and work your way up and, and then you have a, a training, you know, you have an actual training that that's required mm -hmm. to go through. So 
how how much can we do that am on like stepping up you know it's it's hard it's not like there's a bunch of different pieces of equipment on every every farm to kind of mm-hmm. work that way up but is that possible yeah you know and and that would be another one of my recommendations is to you know start kids on on kind of the lowest horsepower that you have um i know for for me before i started learning to drive a tractor um i learned just to drive the riding lawnmower again just to get an understand of of power and and throttling and braking and some of those things um and and yeah just kind of getting that confidence in operation um is you know that that's really something that i would recommend there and yeah you know it is a little harder cuz there's usually less incremental steps uh to take just because of equipment availability or what you have available on your farm um so i would just reiterate again like doing some of those some of those dry runs you know again like you can teach a kid a lot about a tractor you know tractor operation tractor safety without the tractor running like have the keys in your pocket you don't need that uh when you're first running through everything and that's actually um something that we do so at University of Minnesota Extension we do offer a youth tractor safety certification course for 14 and 15 year olds and and that's where we start you know when the kids are first getting into the tractor and that it's off and we just have them sit up there and point out the different things and all of that you know and that just really helps with with the retention too and again when we think about the cognitive development side you know being able to know and remember where everything is is going to help if if they are in in a bind or something is is not going the way it should and they need to make a quick decision uh so so that's a really big piece of that i mean i always think about even with with a car something that we we drive you know every day a lot of us and commuting whatever we're doing truck around the farm whatever it is the amount of times you see people screw up with a car something they've been you know driving a long time mixing up the gas and and the brake it happens so i can see why why you have to be able to think through all these processes and everything yeah absolutely and just doing some of that repetition and and asking and most importantly i probably should have said this at the beginning most importantly modeling those safe behaviors if you aren't operating equipment in the proper and safe way I think it's somewhat foolish to expect your kids to do it and that's just farm safety across the board is you know it needs to be everybody's business everybody needs to be you know acting in a safe way and and using equipment and other things in a safe way as well and so it really needs to start there and and setting that example of you know this this is how we safely operate a tractor and this is how we safely hook up an implement or you know this is how we safely do anything so with with Kevin's tractor can he install a rollover bar or protection on that is that usually something that's available yeah yep so there is a national rops rebate program so rops is a rollover protective structure so some people mistake the p for the word prevention a roll bar is not going to prevent a rollover it's not that's not how gravity works really the purpose of the structure is to prevent a person from getting 
crushed under the tractor. And so that's why we really emphasize it's rollover protection, um, not prevention. And yeah, most, most tractors can be retrofitted with them. And like I mentioned, there is the National ROPS rebate program. Um, so in most states, there is funding available that uh, they'll do like a cost share or something uh, to get that equipment put on. And, and most ROPS consist of just two components, which is the roll bar that go over, goes over the top um, and then a seatbelt so that if the tractor rolls over, the bar will prop it up and then the seatbelt will keep you from falling out. Always my recommendation is if, if your tractor doesn't have any rollover protection, making every effort to, to get some, um, you know, and, and yes, they've, they've tried to make it as easy as possible on the national level and, and as affordable as possible as well. So Emily, I think one of the things that we haven't ever really talked about is what are some age appropriate tasks at each age level? You know, obviously having your kids just in the barn can be dangerous enough if they're young enough, right? But, but they really do want to help and they want to be with you. Sometimes they have to be with you. We know plenty of people that just have to do their chores with kids. When can I really let them start helping with things? I mean, that's, it's going to be dependent on the kid. Like you already talked about physical mm -hmm. and cognitive ability, but, but really like, when can I start having them help me with things on the farm? Yeah, I would say um, that the general recommendation for most farm activities, we kind of start at age seven. So, so for kids that are six and under, you know, you really want to focus on not so much they're helping with things on the farm, but you know, you're creating safe spaces on the farm where, where they can play or, or be somewhat supervised, but assisting with actual farm work. Uh, you know, we really start to look at kids age seven and up. And I just have to share, there's a wonderful, wonderful resource that goes through um, different age appropriate tasks on the farm. And it's called Cultivate Safety. Um, and it comes from the Children's Egg Safety Network, uh, which is a national network of, of researchers and educators in agricultural safety. And so if you visit cultivatesafety.org, this website, like I said, you can search by age for tasks that are appropriate for them. You can search by category. So if you're interested in, you know, if you have livestock, you can click the, the animals category and see what sort of jobs kids can be helping with at various ages. Um, so starting with kind of the main one we were talking about first is tractors. Basically, anything that involves a tractor, uh, we're looking at age 14 and up. Um, again, just thinking about uh, physical capability, you know, cognitive capability, those kinds of things. Um, and so when we are kind of starting off at the seven plus age range, that can be things like, you know, picking rock. I remember picking rock as a kid, um, <laughs> as, as Joe just like rolls his eyes, like, ah, I liked picking rock. I must be one of the few people in this world that don't mind picking rock. I, I will take picking rock over, over picking pumpkins any day. Because you oh, can throw fair. rocks all you want and bang them around, but you actually have to be careful with the pumpkins. So mm -hmm. what are rocks? What are rocks? <laughs> it doesn't have rocks. That's true. Brad's, <sighs> they, they've all blown away in Brad's yeah. area. The wind has just <laughs> chased them to the rest of the state. With, again, that age seven, we're really looking at things that don't involve a ton of equipment. So picking rocks, um, 
other things you can do by hand. So, you know, lifting things, carrying things, um, of course, be mindful of the weight of those. If, if I know a lot of farms have large gardens. And so if, if your kids really want to help with things, having them pick weeds, that kind of thing. Kids are really good weed pickers because, you know, they want to help and that's very exciting for them and they get dirty doing it. Uh, so that kind of stuff is, is really good for those younger kids. And then as we get in, you know, to kids that are 10 and a little bit older, you know, that's where we'll see more things like they can be climbing up on things, of course, safely, things that have cages on them, et cetera, doing some more livestock work. So feeding livestock, feeding milk to calves, all of that. And, and again, we also need to be mindful of, you know, with these tasks that we're talking about whether they have supervision or not. You know, um, I, I know you might have a kid under 10 who helps you feed livestock. And, and personally, I, I don't have a great issue with that um, as long as, you know, they're with you, which in most cases, when you have a kid that young, they are with you and they're just helping you. Um, but then as, as we think about, well, I want, my kids want to be chore helpers and I don't want to have to be supervising them. Uh, that's when we really need to be paying attention to a lot of these age guidelines. And, and again, you know, as the kid gets older, more things can get added to that, you know, helping with cleaning and operating a pressure washer, you know, that's age 12 plus we're looking at here. Yeah. And then, like I said, 14 plus is really where we see a lot of, you know, the, the tractor and equipment stuff um, come into play. And I will note too that skid steers are actually recommended for youth age 16 and over. This is like a very, for me personally, a, a really big sticking point. I, I have seen on social media and other places, people teaching kids as young as six to drive skid steers. And the kid is in the skid steer alone and there's adult in front of the moving skid steer, walking backwards, coaching them. I, I do not approve of that at all. I think that's incredibly dangerous. There is no reason a kid that young needs to be driving a skid steer. I mean, I get that the kids want to, and they want to be involved and want to help. And, and that's great. And, and I really encourage parents to try to find other avenues to, to nurture that excitement and that want to help on the farm. But, you know, again, you really need to be thinking about what your kids' physical and cognitive capabilities are. And I totally agree that skid steers, it should be 16 plus because they're just dangerous. And I know we were talking before we started here, like even I still am a little nervous in skid steers. Like they're not, they're not something I love to operate. There's a couple of things you said, Em, that really like sparked off some, some things in my head. One of them was the, the supervision piece. You know, doing things super heavily supervised versus unsupervised is a big difference. And then, you know, every farm's different. There's there's all different sorts of factors, right? So if you're gonna have a kid mucking stalls and doing that, they they have to be able to, if you're gonna do it by hand, they gotta be able to push the wheelbarrow. Um, or you gotta be pushing the wheelbarrow while they muck the stalls. If you have a barn cleaner, I mean, we've talked about the dangers of moving parts and how powerful that kind of equipment can be. So then you got to think about, well, that to me, that's a heavily supervised activity and not something I want a young kid around at all with, with all the dangers that are associated with it. You know, the other factor that, that I thought about right away was 
if you bring someone in too early to a situation and they have a bad experience, like a really bad experience or a traumatic experience, you've potentially ruined that activity for a long time for that, that kid where they are going to be, you know, really hesitant, if not terrified to get back in that piece of equipment. So I think that's the other factor for me that I was thinking about a lot was, man, you want it to be a good experience right from the get go. So that that kid can build confidence and wants to be around. Because if it's bad, and if it's bad enough, they might not ever get back on that tractor or want to get back in that skid steer. So that was the thing that came to mind right away. Yeah, and that's a great point, Joe. I know, you know, even in my young formative years, you know, I had an incident like that. And yeah, so there were certain things that for a long time on our farm, I just avoided because I was like, mm, nope, like I'm I'm not going to relive that again. And and so, yeah, and and just being mindful that that kind of stuff, you know, does have an impact. And we know kids brains are still developing and that can be a form of trauma. And, and we know that trauma really impacts brain development and, and the way that we, we grow into adults and how we perceive different situations. And so I know it can be so hard to tell your kid no. And I know that if you're, you know, kind of strapped for labor and need a little extra help, it can be easy to go, yeah, we'll let the 10-year-old drive the tractor. But, you know, to, to me, the cons far outweigh the pros. I know I did things on the farm that I was way too young to be doing. And, and thankfully, nothing terrible ever happens. But like I say all the time, like all it takes is one time. Yes, you know your kids the best. But yeah, you need to be able to be attentive to, to their needs and realistic about, you know, what they can do and make sure they understand the expectations. Like you were saying to Joe, as, as we're getting into supervising and and making sure, you know, it really starts with demonstration and and coaching your kid um, how to do these things. And then, yeah, maybe it's then you're going to, they're going to be supervised, but you're going to let them kind of figure it out. And of course, if something's about to go wrong, step in. And there's a lot of different approaches to take, but I think they all need to go back to being centered on the child, the kid. Don't let a kid do something on your farm because it will benefit you or save you time, right? If that's the motivator for teaching your kid is, oh, so I don't have to do it, then that's not a good situation. But, you know, like with, with uh, Kevin's question, you know, going back to that, I know that his kids want to help on the farm and, and are, are really involved and interested in what they're doing. And also, I know that he wants to, to do it right. And so that his kids are safe, which is great really being mindful and, and remembering that it will take time. Like, and I know every farmer is always in a hurry, but safety takes time. It's time on the front end that will save you a lot of potential hurt in the future. We need to ask about four wheelers and we can't, can't get out of this discussion without ATVs and four wheelers and the, the age appropriateness of that. I know I was on a four wheeler too young without a helmet rolled it like I got super lucky got out of it with stitches concussion a couple different injuries but overall came out of it okay could have been vastly different I definitely I think was too young to be to be on that four-wheeler so let's remind everyone what 
what the recommendations are as we get closer to uh, the spring thaw here? Ah, good old ATVs. Um, yeah, you know, the biggest issue is size. Is we are putting a kid that is way too small on a machine that is way too big. Um, they make kid-sized ATVs. Again, this is just Emily personally. I don't have an issue with with a you know 11, 12 year old that has that uses an ATV as long as it's an ATV sized for a 12 year old. And you know, if you think like, oh, that that's not that big of a deal, you know, or oh, as long as they can reach, you know whatever. And of course, now they have the throttle and everything on the handles. But also you need to think about ATVs don't have seatbelts. And, you know, when we're ATVing, it's really common that we'll be on uneven terrain or going up and down hills. And so think about, you know, if if you're going up a hill, right? And if you're a little kid, you're going to slide back and your feet aren't going to be able to be anchored onto the platform. And so now you're at dan- in danger of just simply falling off. For me, I think the biggest issue with ATVs, first and foremost, is size, an appropriate ATV for, for the age and size of the kid. And then, yes, helmets and just safe driving habits and making sure, you know, we're modeling those habits. And that also, how do I say this? An ATV is not a toy. It, it is not, you know, just entertainment. And I know there are people out there that are going to argue. And, and I know that, yes, people go on ATV trips and go on trails and that. And, and I get that. But when we're talking also in a farm context, you know, um, I remember like we had an ATV. It was an old 1980 Yamaha. It was bright blue and it was manual transmission. So I had to learn how to shift gears and do all of that. And I didn't learn how to really drive that thing till I was 13 or 14, maybe, which was good because if I would have learned younger, like it was way too big for me. This is one of those big old honking ATVs, right? Um, but it was a thing too, where my, my dad was very clear early on, but like, you do not get on this without permission. You do not just, you know, if you're mad, you don't get on it and tear out of the yard to, to run away. So I would just run into the cow pasture on my own two feet. There was still always an escape route. But, you know, we just have to emphasize that, you know, this is equipment and it's big and it's powerful. And we have to understand and respect that fact. And knowing that we're using something that's the right size, we have the proper equipment, i.e. a helmet when we're operating it. And of course, teaching your kids just rules of the road. Also kind of teaching kids the boundaries with things of, you know, yep, if, if you're on the ATV to go check fields or something, knowing what roads to take or how are you getting there or, you know, riding in the ditch or whatever it is, there's a lot of inattentive drivers out there. And so you can be the, the safest ATV operator in the world but up against an inattentive driver, that's not going to end well for anyone. Bradley, have your kids gotten involved doing chores and, and helping around the farm? What, how have you incorporated them into to all of that? Well, that's a whole big subject, whether they can work like me or not. But uh, sure. <laughs> uh, no, we, we have. Um, we do it slowly. We have a small little utility tractor that 
we, we have allowed them to use it just to mow the lawn first. You know, we have a little lawnmower for it. So we have, and we stand out there and watch them and show them how to do it. It's probably doesn't have a clutch or anything. So it's a little bit easier. It's just hydrostatic, but I still even get worried about them mowing the lawn and, and using that stuff. So we only allow them to mow in the flat areas and not on the road ditches or anything like that. So we're pretty cognizant of what they're doing and making sure that somebody else is out there while it's happening. So we, we've obviously tried to train them well enough. It seems to be going okay, but otherwise I typically don't let them, let them drive my uh, older tractors and stuff yet. Haven't quite got to that point, but maybe, maybe we will. A older tractor might be easier. Just a little narrow front John Deere two cylinder uh, is, is probably what I'll train them on first. They don't, we don't need to get into these big ones. Heck, I can hardly get into a big piece of equipment without trying to figure out what it all does. I, I learned how to drive tractor on a WD-45, an old Alice Chalmers. So I, I certainly didn't get in the new big equipment to figure out what was going on first, because that can be pretty dangerous. Bradley learned to drive a tractor by racing the dinosaurs with it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's correct. It's old, it's old, old stuff, but hey, it, it taught you how to uh, certainly respect a tractor. Well, thank you, Kevin, for calling us and leaving us a voicemail. Great question. Emily was super excited that she had a safety topic to, to get into today. It's a big one. Um, I will put in the show notes all the different resources we talked about. Uh, so you can, you can read them for yourselves. I love the website that Emily mentioned that has the age ranges and the different tasks. It even has notes for the parents on what kind of supervision is recommended and, and that kind of stuff as well. So great website there, great resource. That's it. Let's wrap it up. If you have any questions, comments, or scathing rebuttals to anything that I said today, you can always email those to themoosroom at umn.edu. That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu. And if you would rather yell at us with your voice, you can call into our voicemail at 612-624-3610. You can also find us on Twitter at UMN Newsroom and at UMN Farm Safety. You can find farm safety and tractor safety certification information on our website at extension.umn.edu. And you can view for yourself uh, the resource we were talking about today with age-appropriate tasks on the farm at cultivatesafety.org. Be sure to, to let us know what topics you want to hear on the Moose Room next. Bye. 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 Bye.